know what to feel? Who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder? Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men with machine minds and machine hearts. Jason Burmes. And who loves you? And who do you love? Good morning, everybody. It is Reality Rants. I am Jason Burmes. This is Red Voice Media. We've got a lot of talk, uh, a lot to talk about. We're going to be talking about egg prices. They're through the roof. I've been talking about this for some weeks, at least, if not months, right? Weeks, at least. Uh, as soon as I saw the average dozen well over $4, not the organic stuff. I'm like, uh-oh, uh-oh, here we go. Here comes that massive inflation everybody was talking about. Scrolling through my feed uh, last night, and somebody had this post of, I don't know, had to be a, a girl in either her late 20s or her early 30s, basically discussing how her and her partner, doesn't identify who that partner is, very 2023, make about 120 grand a year, did all the right things, all right? That's a, that's a six-figure plus. After taxes, you're looking at 70, 80K. Um, and they're paycheck to paycheck. Now, I don't know what area she's living in because, honestly, you could be making six figures, and if you live in Manhattan, forget about it. Who cares? Six, whoop, well, whoop a What a nightmare. What a nightmare. And uh, what I liked about the video, or what caught my attention, rather, was that essentially on top of talking about the paycheck to paycheck, the six figures plus, two people, um, she went through a list of things that she got at the grocery store that at the end of the day was like 70 big ones, 70 bucks. And just like in uh, the beginning of the COVID-1984 nightmare, all of a sudden your social media feed was just inundated with the um, toilet paper memes, right? Same thing is happening with the eggy waggies. It's ever you can't, uh, you know, I know what I got. You know, some people showing dozen eggs like they're drug dealers. <laughs> I've never been a big meme guy, but they're out there. They're out there. You're seeing them. And it's very real. Uh, even the Tuckins last night had his. It was funny because he had the chicken person on. Uh, and, uh, it, it's, you know, some younger one, probably in the same late 20s to early 30s as the person I watched on a video. She actually said S-H-I-T on air. And I noticed they let that fly on another interview he did that's now airing there. It's okay to say that apparently now. But then I saw him censor it somewhere else on Fox News. So who knows who really cares? I'm kind of getting off. It is reality rants. So we get to rant a little bit here. My point being is the narrative is, oh, the avian flu. No, 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 no. 
dig deeper. The government sets the price of eggs. Now, you can have a contrived um, agenda where you've got to slaughter a bunch of chickens and then all of a sudden you have artificial scarcity. But the truth of the matter is, in my opinion, that eggs have been targeted because they're awesome for you. They are a numero uno. What do I mean by that? You look at what an egg can do for you and how it should be a staple of uh, just about any diet out there where you're really serious about getting um, the good type of fats and proteins and enzymes, you name it. It's one of the reasons they targeted Atkins, right? Atkins was like, bacon and eggs, baby, get in there. Grind in those eggs. And they're dirt cheap. Now, you can go without other forms of protein. Everybody's like, well, what, what kind of protein should I have? You know, they talk about the vegan stuff. I know a lot of vegans don't like the egg stuff. Take it back a minute. If you wanted to be a vegetarian and still eat eggs, you'd, you'd have a really good source of protein and beyond. Okay? And a very cheap one at that. Wouldn't have all the problems with soy, et cetera. And so many other protein substitutes. And, and there's other ways to get it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to uh, bash anybody because the last thing you want is if you're eating meat to eat this highly, highly, highly processed stuff that really can barely uh, be classified as meat when you're getting it in the form of a fast food burger, right? And that's why, I, you know, even even getting the ground beef now uh, from the store is rather questionable. And I'm very happy that I'm dealing with the farms. There's there's always a little bit different of a farm taste. But whether you get like organic grass-fed beef or not, you get it directly from the farm. Tastes a little different. Tastes a little different. So, uh, you know, I wanted to lead with the egg story, not only because it's hot, but I think that this, again, is it's not just you will eat the bugs and the meat is bad. It's that we want to price you out. We want to price you out of eggs. Of all. For God's sake, people, they're pricing you out of eggs. And I've talked about it in the past, but I can't emphasize it enough. You know, only a few years ago, a few, just a few short, memorable years ago, I go to my gas station, all right? Go over there, going to pick up uh, a couple of the easy wider, straight up blunt wraps. I don't like sugar in my blunt wrap. And I could pick up a dozen eggs for 99 cents at the gas station. When I'd venture over to Aldi's, which is where I bought my king size mattress, by the way, great purchase, amazing sale. Uh, Tempur-Pedic, whole nine. Uh, got it on on sale after the fact, clearance. Just such a bargain you couldn't believe. Got to throw that in there. As low as forty nine cents a dozen. You we're at over forty nine cents an egg, in many cases, in many places right now. That's reality. That's not an eight percent hike on bills. Rents have gone up. The average price of gas is still way up from where it was just a few short years ago. And there's that there's something that does fluctuate because you remember they really upped the uh, the ante on gas 
in that same time that they were blowing out the economy back in that 2005 to 2008 range, right? Everybody was talking about uh, $5 a gallon gas. And basically a lot of people were just happy that we hadn't gone into like a draft situation because there was so much fear mongering, even after Iraq, et cetera. You're just kind of willing to accept it and slowly but surely it trickled down, down, down to where when, when Trump was in there, hate him or love him, under $2, under $2, the norm. That's such a, that's just something that's real. You can easily point out. And I got quite a few clips. If you watched the program yesterday, hopefully you, you came over to the premium end. If you didn't get to come over to the premium end, I know there were some problems with uh, the pod bean. Hopefully we're not having those today. Uh, but I, I did put the entire thing up over at Podbean so you can at least listen to it because a lot of the clips, a lot of stuff I would have loved to play in the first hour. Nope. Can't do it. Not allowed. No, 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 no. And I, I think I'm playing with fire. Just, just playing this clip here, but I think it's necessary. And why do I think it's necessary? Well, number one, uh, when we talk about Moderna in general and this guy, Borla, I have three clips that I want to play a Borla, but two of them, I, I know right away, I will get taken down just for playing the clips of what he's saying. I don't even know if I can, if I have to comment on them. I think I can get away with playing this clip right here where you have. I mean, it's it's just the Moderna CEO. Actually, I'm not even sure this is uh, uh, Borla. This could be uh, Bansell. I always confuse them because they look extremely similar. Okay. So uh, Borla and Bansell look extremely similar. So th this is a clip where this guy's talking about another mRNA product, all right, that they can inject into your heart. And it just, it's a miracle for those with heart issues. What are the chances? And the interviewer goes, you know, you guys didn't have any products out there that were making any money because none of them had been approved. Not any products before this. Isn't it ironic that that one product has now allowed you to make this other product? This is the upside down we live in. So I'm going to just play this clip and let it kind of speak for itself. As you say, cardiology, we have now in the clinic a super exciting program when we inject mRNA in people's heart after heart attack to grow back new blood vessel to help revascularize the heart. And, and by the way, I think I did this. I'm going to, you know, he's talking about shooting them up. MRNA, revascularizing the heart. Bansel and Borla look so much alike. So I, I think I messed this up on Timcast too, because I'm going to play the clip I was referring to on Timcast, and it was also Bansel. Why do these cutout guys look the same? Uh, Borla is the Pfizer guy. I mean, so, so again, here we go. <laughs> like he's telling you now, we got this new awesome MRNA product. I want everybody to listen closely. New top of the line mRNA product we're just going to inject into your heart now. Isn't that great? Best thing since breakfast. Love this stuff. Love it. As you say, cardiology, we have now in the clinic a super exciting program when we inject mRNA in people's heart after heart attack 
to grow back new blood vessels to help revascularize the heart. So it's a bit like science fiction medicine, but that's what is really exciting to me. But the, the other side of this is that right now, Moderna, though it has this pipeline, has one commercial product, and that's the spike vax. That's the actual COVID vaccination. So that's the irony of COVID is it really has in some ways allowed you to go and develop these other areas because of the revenues that came through the door. You're 100% right. You're 100% right. We don't have any other products. But that doesn't matter when you partner with the Defense Department. We went hard on this in the second hour. Moderna was basically a shell company for the Defense Department. It would not exist without the Defense Department. That's what all of this was. All of it. Not some of it. All of it. Everything was Defense Department run. That guy is a mouthpiece for the Defense Department talking points. So I want you to understand what he just said. There's my brother talking about eggs, by the way. 565 in upstate New York. For a regular dozen, guys. That's not the organic dozen, by the way. I used to get the crates of eggs, the 60 spot. The 60 spot. I mean, what was it? They, they were under 2 or $3 a dozen out of that 60. And you get, what, five dozen almost? Yeah, you, you get 50, you get five dozen. It's like 12, 13 bucks. So I just want to reiterate what we just heard. The guy whose company who had no products to sell at all a decade ago, or even before all this, that partnered with DARPA now, um, eight or so years, I guess you say nine years ago, almost nine. I mean, October. So you're looking at another nine months from now. Okay. So, so less than a decade ago, they partner with the defense department. They still don't have any products on the market at all. That's that, that's zero. They're making no money whatsoever. Can you imagine if I was like, look, let's start a company. We're not going to make any money for like a decade. And in order to make money, we're going to have to Partner with the Defense Department. Shh. Sounds legit. <laughs> so, oh, give me your money. But we're not going to make a profit for like a here. Take it. Take it all. And um, actually, yesterday, when I was a guest on Making Sense of the Madness, uh, there was a, a woman on, Sasha Lemp. I, I, I got to get her on this program. In fact, if, if uh, Ray's listening out there, I'd love, I don't know how to get in touch with her, but I'd love to get her for maybe an hour plus. Uh, she's somebody, let's see, what's her name? Sasha Latapova. And she was talking about the Defense Department contracts and really how this whole thing was run. She's an insider, okay? She's in Big Pharma for years and years and years as an executive, saw how things worked, was very alarmed finding out all these Defense Department contracting. Um, so you're not making any money. You don't got any products. Don't worry. Your defense department run. Then the next product that you're putting out there commercially, because now mRNA didn't have to go through all the scrutiny and trials it would without the defense department and the uh, emergency authorization use, et cetera. And the next thing they're talking to you about 
is an injectable after heart attacks. Man, am I going to be brave enough? I'm going to I think I'm going to be brave enough to dare and play this clip. But I, I want to show everybody here. Or I'm not saying this because I don't believe in any kind of a leak. We've already discussed this. All right. But you see, see this DNA. Well, two and a half years after they partner with the Defense Department, all of a sudden they've patented this drug that has this DNA link to the you know what. Not and not 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 the shoddy shot, the actual dealy deal. So I want to play that clip right here. And, and by the way, this guy, same dude, Bansell, doesn't deny it, just like, oh, our scientists are looking into it. Well, thank you so much for your scientists uh for looking into it. That is just that is fantastic of you. I'm sure they're looking thoroughly. Now scientists find the virus contains a tiny chunk of DNA that matches sequence patented by Moderna three years before the pandemic began. Your reaction, Stefan, what can you tell us? So my scientists are looking into those data to see how accurate they are or not. As I've said before, the hypothesis of an escape from a lab by an accident is possible. You know, human makes mistakes. So uh, is it possible that the uh, Wuhan lab in China was working on uh, viruses uh, enhancement or gene modification? And then there was an accident where somebody was infected in the lab and then infected their families and friends. It is possible on the claim you just uh, mentioned, uh, the scientists are analyzing to know if it's uh, real or not. I love the smirkles throughout. Oh, it could be real. I love, have we gotten a follow-up on this one from Bansell? I don't think we have. And the other thing is, it's the it's the talking point of the other narrative you're allowed to talk about, the leak narrative. Leaky leak. A lot more to talk about than the leakins. All right? Just want to put that out there. And, and I'm sorry, I'm not a leak guy. I'm not leakaroo. No. The, you know, look, I mean, look at this smug look on this dude's face. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I was struck by the line. It matched a genetic sequence patented by Moderna for cancer research purposes, Stefan. Yeah, and that's the type of things that the team is looking at very carefully to know is it is it real or not. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, that's, oh, you know, that's the type of thing. You know, the one in three trillion chance or one in trillions that it could be, you know, natural and just a mistake. And co- it's a coinky dink. It's coinky dink time. <laughs> oh boy. All right. So before I move on to a bunch of stories that I got lined up here, and we'll hit those, uh, thumbs up, subscribe, and share, especially if you're over on YouTube uh and Rumble. If you're not watching on Rumble, let's grow the Rumble, guys. Please let, let's get let's hit another audience. Been kind of stale on the Rumble. Those are the links that I need you to put out. Look, I, YouTube, we've now surpassed the follower count on YouTube via Rockfin. That should tell you all you need to know about how suppressed I am for real. On And this isn't me crying about it. You look at my numbers, okay? I'm going to – actually, why not put those up right now so people understand? This is what shadow banning looks like. You look at my numbers and my analytics – and you look at what an average YouTube channel that has a ton of subscribers, they would froth at the mouth 
froth at the mouth for the like-dislike ratio. You look at even my, uh, oh, we got to bring that over because I've got it cropped out here. Bring it right there for everybody. Okay. And if you look at my like to dislike ratio here in the corner, 90, almost 99% right there. Uh, 97.6. That's a low ball on one of my muskernuts uh, videos there. 98, 99. I don't think that we've ever, yeah, there's 96, 9. I don't think we've ever ducked below. I think with one of the McGregor videos early on, and, and I, we might actually hit that because there's a new grotesque Conor McGregor story. And, that, and again, the McGregor stuff I hit, just so everybody knows, there's a plethora of evidence out there, a vast amount of evidence that I happen to believe that makes it uh, pretty abundantly clear that Conor McGregor, who makes Disney a lot of money through ESPN, and you notice how you're not allowed to talk about Dana White on ESPN, that the media didn't blow everything up after the video of him smacking his wife. No matter what you think about it, the media response is what I'm talking about. That's a microcosm for what they've done with McGregor, which is a microcosm for how the world works, where there's all this evidence that he is a brutal, violent, serial rapist. Let me say it again. A brutal, violent, serial a rapist. But he makes the the uh, the mouse ears a lot of money, a whole lot of cash. So that that gets pushed. McGregor's allowed to have his uh his U, the Mac Life YouTube channel that gets promoted. They're talking MMA. I mean, look at the numbers here: 99, 99, 98, 98. There's 100%, 100% on that one. Again, it should tell you all you need to know. All you need to know. Okay, so you look at this, and I mean, boom, a hundred percent over here. These are just the, that's not even the live stuff. Let's look at like yesterday. Right now, we got a hundred percent likes. Ninety-nine point three yesterday. Ninety-nine point three. Ninety-seven point two on mixed martial mindset. That these numbers and the engagement that people actually. Uh, watch like if you go into i think it's here we'll, we'll do full analytics i mean it's not like not like we're monetized estimated revenue three cents no we don't get three cents here wow we've grown from by uh, 50 subscribers <laughs> 50 subscribers wow that's just so awesome uh let's see where's the where's the uh average time on watching there it is average view durations and and most of the stuff I'm now putting up are like an hour. It's almost 20 minutes. Anyone will tell you above a three on an impression click-through rate is amazing. I'm not allowed to grow on this channel. All right. That's the type of suppression we're under all the time because we talk about brain implants to treat depression and how that's no bueno. How we point out that Moderna wasn't making any money is backed by the Defense Department. All of a sudden is making big scratchola and their next mrna product is going to be an internal hate and live shot in the old heart isn't that great it's good times don't worry i'm sure that the uh world economic forum will tell you it's the best thing since breakfast i am getting uh is that a text message or just dms i am getting a dm uh from my girlfriend and i know what it is because she was telling me that she was working on this story last night. I think it is an important story. So uh, we're carrying it over 
at Red Voice Media. Uh, I've known about this for a while. And, and that's not to say that I'm suppressing this or any of that stuff, but th this was really uh, a story for uh, Alicia to put out there. Alicia Powell, who's been covering January 6th, one of the few people out there, along with the Gateway Pundit. And um, re listen, I, I've already told you what I think. I think those people that are on trial right now are going to be found guilty. I think that they're going to get long jail uh, sentences. It's going to be paraded around the media, and their best hope is going to be for that via appeal. And Joe Biggs is one of those people. And um, Alicia has been not only talking, uh, you know, she visited Biggs last week, I believe it was. Um, but been talking to the lawyers for Biggs and others for quite some time. So this is probably something that is going to end up going viral and you're going to be hearing about. And you heard it here first over at Red Voice Media and on Reality Rants in the morning. But the lawyer that represents Biggs, you know, and I know some other things behind the scenes that doesn't make me think he's a good guy and really makes me, I, I don't really like you, buddy. Let me just say that. This is what he had to say about Ashley Babbitt. I'm going to let you, um, I'm going to let you check it out. When I saw the picture, I, was, I thought it was a great shot. And I'm, I'm serious. I'm glad she died. I think she's a dumbass. For, did you see the film of what she did? Uh, banging on the door? Uh... She's, like, no, she's like a common criminal. That's the person. That's supposed to be representing Joe Biggs, okay? This is the defense attorney, okay? He's saying he's glad Ashley Babbitt died, and he's serious. Let's play it again for you. When I saw the picture, I, was, I thought it was a great shot, and I'm, I'm serious. I'm glad she died. I think she's a dumbass. For, did you see the film of what she did? Uh, banging on the door. Uh, she's like, no, she's like a common criminal. Look, man, I'm gonna say this. I, I I'm gonna say it, and I've said the same thing again and again and again. I'm gonna continue to say it. If you broke the law on January 6th, if you destroyed property, you should have been charged with the destruction of property. If you actually broke and entering, okay, in other words, you actually rammed through, you were not let in, you should be charged with breaking and entering. Okay, so Ashley Babbitt, as far as I can tell, is guilty of perhaps some property destruction and perhaps breaking and entering, okay, did not deserve to have any type of lethal or even quote unquote less lethal force where you would take a rubber bullet or a beanbag or anything like that and shoot it out or did not deserve to be executed. And I know that I would not want to be represented by somebody who is saying great shot on a shot that killed a woman who was protesting what she believed to be a rigged election. And I know a lot of you out there believe the same thing. So uh, it's now up there. It's over at Red Voice Media. You can go check out the audio. 
Uh, at Red Voice News is the Twitter for them as well. So th- this is the this is the person that you, you know is repping Biggs. If you don't, if you think that's a good thing, we're probably in disagreement on that one. Probably in disagreement on that one. All right. Before we go down the line of these stories, I did not uh, yesterday go down the line on um, all these different U.S. representatives that are going to be meeting over at Davos, Davioso, okay? And we're, we're days away over in Switzerland. Not a shocker, John F. Kerry, establishment man, is going to be there. Not a shocker at all, right? I think we all know that. Uh, John Kerry, way more, way more to do with what's going on with the Great Reset Agenda, what's going on with this country, um, both foreign and domestically, period, than Joe Biden. John Kerry does more in a week, all right, than Joe Biden, like real stuff, talking to people, the diplomacy, uh, going to meet heads of state and heads of business to grease the wheels on behalf of this agenda. He's done more in a week than Joe Biden has done the entire presidency because Joe Biden can't talk. Okay, Joe Biden can barely stand up there and read off a prompter for 10 minutes. All right, Joe Joe Biden doesn't run anything. Joe Biden given talking points. Joe Biden used to be that guy. He used to be like the John Kerry kind of guy. John Kerry has just chosen uh, basically for his whole political career to stretch out after he threw the election in 2004 against uh, his distant cousin on both sides, George Bush. Okay. After he was put as an establishment candidate to lose. And he accepted that role. He said, I like that role. Give me uh, some kind of global ambassadorship, some czarship, right? Let me, let me grease the wheels behind the scenes. I like that. I like riding on private jets. You understand? So John Kerry, the special presidential envoy for climate, of the United States of America. Again, Kerry, Kerry actually does a lot. He does a lot, just like Joe used to do big time corrupt dealings in the Ukraine before he had scrambled uh, brains, eggs Benedict Arnold style. Okay, before that, I mean, he did. He was always eggs Benedict Arnold, right? If you if you actually look at the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and freedom, this is the how I learned to love the New World Order, dude. This is the guy, okay? Hey, it's Joey B over here. Dennis Kucinich, you know what I like about him? I like his wife. Oh, yeah, A. Zelinsky. A. Zelinsko, yo, this prosecutor going after my son, you want that billion dollars? No, 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 he's out. He's out, chief. Oh, you can call president all you want, buddy. I'm on a plane a little while. Bada bing, bada boom, well, son of a bitch. When he could speak, that's who Joe Biden was, okay? He had other things to talk about. They used to put Joe out there uh, for issues of foreign policy in the Middle East. You know, he'd have those establishment viewpoints uh, on the war of terror. He'd be that guy, a hard guy on crime, you know, that, that front. Always a backdoor business, wheel and dealing type of dude. So, so he used, that's why, again, he was chosen 
as a Barack Obama, okay, the Barack star, Barry Sotero is running me. He's chosen, selected. Joey B, put him out there. So John Kerry, he's going to be going there. Uh, let's see, Catherine Tai, United States Trade Representative, Martin J. Walsh, Secretary of Labor of the United States, going to be there. Isn't that lovely? Samantha Power, uh, the Administrator for the US, U.S. Agency of International Development. Look at all these people, man. They really, you want to, it makes me want to puke. Avril Haines, U.S. Director of National Intelligence. Christopher Ray, Director of the FBI. Brian Kemp, Governor of the State of Georgia. Georgia. Oh, Georgia. Georgia stole an election. Oh, did they? Can't say that. Can't, can't say that. Uh, that was the, the, the uh, governorship, wasn't it, that they screwed Walker out of with Warnock? Or was that a senator uh, race? It all, you see, I can make mistakes, guys. I'm not sure. I'm sure you'll correct me in the comments. And by the way, over 200 watching, can we get 150 thumbs upper? Can we get the thumbs up? Can we get you over to Rumble? Can we get you subscribing over at redvoicemedia.com slash uncensored or slash Jason for that second hour? Uh, 50 or no, I'm sorry. It's a dollar for the first uh, 10 days or something or the first week or something like that. And then it's 10 bucks a month or $100 for the year. You get the second hour live. But even if you, if you don't come on over and you get the second hour from two weeks ago free anyway. Lots of great interviews. Lots of great watch alongs. I think we're relative, uh, you know, we're relevant every single day here because we're looking at history and historical connotations. It was a Senate seat. Thank you so much. See, we make mistakes. We make mistakes. And by the way, I saw somebody asking when I was going to be uh, speaking in Tennessee. That is uh, coming up the 20th, I believe, in the 21st. I'm going to have Clay Clark on this weekend. So I think we're going to be playing that interview on Monday. Uh, so this weekend, I think I'm going to know the time and day that I'm actually going to be speaking over there. Uh, for those that still want to make it out and see my next speech, which is going to be Musker Nuts Heavy. Got to be heavy on the Musker Nuts. Got to be heavy on the Musker Nuts. Brian Kemp, the governor of the state of Georgia, we just said that. Christopher A. Kuhn, senator from Delaware. Oh, where Joey B. cut his teeth. Senator from Delaware. There's a lot of money laundering going on in Delaware, folks, just letting you know. And and by the way, this whole Joe Biden story with the uh, classified documents, I, I told you that there was going to be more than the first dump. Go, go watch uh, Mixed Martial Mindset when we first discussed it on Monday. Now there's more documents. And I told you that it would be a problem if indeed they had been there for years before when, when he was not the president of the United States. Otherwise, it isn't a problem. And it looks like they're saying that's the case as well. And I also told you that this more than likely looks like a setup so that they can somehow get him out of office without having to admit he's been a senile old poopy pants puppet for the entire duration of his administration. Daryl Issa, he's a real piece of work, congressman from California. Gregory W. Meeks, congressman uh, from New York. Gretchen Whitmer, uh, governor of the state of Michigan. That should warm everybody's heart that Whitmer and, yes, J.B. Pritzker, the governor of Illinois, are going. Just that, that, should, uh, that should make you feel warm and fuzzy inside. <laughs> They're two of the top-tier premier governors out there. You know, no authoritarianism in them.
No bad policy in them. James Reich, Senator from Idaho. Uh, Joe Manchin going. You know, everybody. And, and that's really to grease the wheels with Manchin. Manchin realizes how devastating this agenda is, and he's not fully sold on totally and completely eviscerating everything that was America. Uh, they, you know, they, they want him here to ensure that he's on that train. Kristen Cinema, oh, the independent, the Bilderberg princess is going. And I'm, keep an eye on cinema. They are trying to fast track uh, that woman into political superstardom. Oh, she's the common sense independent from Arizona. Checks all the boxes, LGBTQ plus elemental PO, all of it. Uh, Maria Cantwell, Senator from Washington. Uh, Maria Elvira Salazar, Congresswoman from Florida. Mike Gallagher, Congressman uh, from Wisconsin. Mike Sheriff, Congressman uh, from New Jersey. And Seth, uh, Seth Moulton, Congressman from Massachusetts. Those are your United States representatives over at the WEF 2023. Treasonous. Treasonous. Remember, they're just the public face of the agenda. They're just the mouthpiece. They're not the movers and the shakers and the people behind the scenes. And the people that behind the scenes are people, you know, I talk about some names, right? I'm sure there's a bunch of names out there that I'm never going to know. And uh, this segment from Invisible Empire. I'm often talking about Bernaysian talking points. I mean, you look at M M Moderna, okay, and the De Defense Department partnership. How is that possible? Through a psychological warfare campaign masked in a thing called public relations invented by the godfather of propaganda, Edward Bernays. And there's a segment in my film, Invisible Empire, A New World Order, defined that we're going to play right now that I think is rather uh, important, okay? And this segment is right after we allow uh, Dwight Eisenhower to talk about the military industrial complex, which is extremely important, but we've done a watch along with that entire speech recently, so we're not gonna play that part of the film. But we are going to play from the subsection where Peter Dale Scott, the guy that came up with the term deep state, by the way, yeah, uh, leftist progressive. Oh, my goodness. Is he one of those filthy Democrats, Jason? He might be. I can't believe Peter's still around. He's a national treasure. And uh, he, he's somebody who uh, I appreciate for a uh, multitude of reasons. And, and here he tells you kind of the society and where its direction went after World War II in the 50s. Okay. And one of the really important things about this is that I bridge the gap from that into Bernays and his book, Propaganda. So we're just gonna play this subsection and then we're gonna play Bernays in his later years, explaining to you how it works, all right? And how media campaigns work and how, how you're able to take hold of the public consciousness and socially engineer certain things. Weird, really, they social, socially engineer certain things? Jason, this, this sounds wild. America went into a major mobilization 
uh, re revived its defense industries. And we saw the civilian economy of America more and more skewed through the 50s. Already in Eisenhower's time, he could see it coming that you, you were getting a larger and larger defense military component of the economy, which unlike the rest of the economy was very, very centrally organized about lobbying for more and more new weapons. It was the political skills of this uh, military industrial complex, which I think Eisenhower was really warning us about. And rightly, there is a military industrial complex Today, we see a situation where the civilian economy is really in tatters. And by the way, now that military industrial complex has moved into the big pharmaceutical arena, legal drug dealing. That's why you have the Department of Defense teaming up with not only Moderna. Moderna was just the big dog, the one that they really wanted to use as their vehicle, right? If you look at it, that that was their original press release, but their strategic collaborators, okay, are right here, right in your face. AstraZeneca, Merck, Vertex, Barda. There, there's the Defense Department right there. Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Karolinska Institute, um, University Hospital, and the Institute Pasteur, right there. This is Moderna's own webpage. This is an extension of what's being talked about via the military industrial complex and Peter Dale Scott. And most of our civilian production has gone overseas to uh, third world countries. What do we export? Our biggest export practically is garbage. But uh, apart from garbage, we export military equipment. Uh, we have a a special act which uh, subsidizes, uh, makes it possible for countries abroad to buy our armaments because it's too expensive to produce them for one country only. Uh, so we have become a very efficient military industrial complex, but the civilian economy is only a ghost of what it used to be. And this has terrible consequences for democracy because it means that the power of this lobby is now uh, sort of dominating what goes on in Washington. Through multinational corporations, global intelligence networks, out of control banksters, all under the veil of national security and black operations, the global elite have consolidated power on a massive scale over the last several decades. You see, global corporations not only fund and develop large technological and military projects here and abroad, they also own the consumer industry and production, as well as all of the important media. By owning the vast majority of what we hear and see on a daily basis, we have been manipulated on a mass scale as to regards to what we believe and desire, both socially and politically. Edward Bernays, the nephew of world-famous psychoanalyst Sigmund Freud, would study group dynamics and become the father of public relations. He authored the book Propaganda in 1928. In it, he described how to intelligently and consciously manipulate the habits and opinions of the masses within a democratic society. He went on to state that those who harness this unseen mechanism of society constitute an invisible government and are the true ruling power. It is they who pull the wires which control the public mind. 
who harness old social forces and contrive new ways to bind and guide the world. The average American is distracted, mindless, worried about minuscule things, celebrities, as if it was their own family members. And this is by design because the powers that be who own the media know how our brains work. They know scientifically how the human mind functions. They know about sociology and they are using the media and have used the media for decades now to entertain people with issues that don't really matter. When you have the big news networks covering celebrity issues as if it's the most important thing, it becomes the most important thing. And this is not by accident. This is to keep us out of the way. Because and by the way, right now, there's probably no better example of that even in our media, but certainly internationally than the Harry and Meghan thing. Who cares? Let's start talking about the real crimes of the royal family. I don't care when Harry got an Xbox. I don't care who took his virginity, quite frankly. Uh, I, I just don't care. Right? I, I care about the big stuff, like why he was wearing a Nazi outfit. I care about the big stuff that he thinks he was there for spare parts. He, I care about the big stuff where you know his dad wondered if it was even his kid, because that just, sh again, shows you the reality of the corruption. But that's not even the really big stuff, right? There, there's way bigger stuff when we get to that family, all right? And when I talk about you getting drugged up, I want to show you some modern Bernaysian propaganda and then show the old man, you know, long after he was the guy in the picture and he wrote that book, bragging about how he made it socially acceptable for women to smoke. And that was part of the deal. And right now, I have these two clips from Big Pharma. You look at the social acceptability of this. Ingreza, all right, now th this is for your tremors from the medication that's supposed to make you less depressed. So this is, first of all, you have your antidepressant medication. And then a lot of times you have antidepressant medication that goes on top of your antidepressant medication and then it's working so great or not so great, but you start to shake. And that's where Ingreza comes in, right? Uh, Abilify was the, I believe, the uh, antidepressant medication on top of your antidepressant medication. So let's watch this Ingresa commercial together. And then I've got another commercial for you, which is on um, birth control. And it's also teaching you social norms on top of getting you ready to not have children. It's, it's telling you basically you're going to mask up for the rest of your life and robots are going to take your jobs because that's all part of the agenda along with drugging you up. But here's the Ingresa commercial. You've been taking mental health meds and your mind is finally in a better place. Except now you have uncontrollable body movements. Yeah, you're finally doing a little, your mind's finally doing great. You just, you're, you just physically don't look so good. Called tardive dyskinesia, TD. And it can seem like that's all people see. Some meds for mental health can cause abnormal dopamine signaling in the brain. While I, I mean, yeah, you're, you're creating abnormal by definition because it's not happening naturally dopamine signals in the brain 
How it works is not fully understood. But we'll do it anyway. How it works, we're not sure. We've got more drugs for you. Ingreza is thought to reduce that signal. We, we think it reduces that signal. We're not sure. We're going to use Bernaysian talking points. That's why we led with Bernays and language to get you to socially accept this drug. Like this is a solution. We think it does this. We don't know how it works, but we think it does this. Ingresa is a prescription medicine used to treat adults with TD movements in the face and body. People taking Ingresa can stay on their current dose of most mental health meds. Don't take Ingresa if you're allergic to any of its ingredients. Ingresa may cause serious side effects, including sleepiness. Don't drive, operate heavy machinery, or do other dangerous activities until you know how Ingresa affects you. Other serious side effects include potential heart rhythm problems and abnormal movements. Shift the so, you know, you're going to take the medicine that supposedly makes you stop shaking and have involuntary movements. But one of the side effects is that you may, might start shaking and having involuntary movements. But we think, we think that it disrupts the dopamine signals in your brain that we don't understand. Okay, sure. Am I am I allowed to question this as, you know, somebody who has independent thought? So we're going to wrap up the Ingreza commercial and then we're going to get to the Kylina TV commercial. And then we're going to wrap the last hour or the first hour into the next hour up in a nice little tiny bow with this clip. I think we've played like once of old man Bernays. So so again, you're going to take the medicine to stop the shaking and the weird movements that could give you shaking and weird movements. Focus more on you. Ask your doctor about Ingresa. It's simple. One pill, once daily. Number one prescribed for TD. Learn how you could pay as little as $0 at Ingresa.com. Great. When it comes to birth control, you should go with what makes sense for your life and your body. Oh, and there it is. Yeah, you know, you saw me dancing. That's what I need. That you're alone at your your school, I would imagine, or or your lab, where they've got a robot that's going to replace you, and you'll dance along too because it's time to get your birth control. I mean, and if pregnancy isn't what you want right now, meet Kylina. The lowest hormone five-year IUD. One Kylina, up to five years of pregnancy prevention with no daily pills to remember. It's reliable, low-maintenance birth control on your terms. Don't use Kylina if you have a pelvic infection, get infections easily, or have certain cancers. So again, now you're in a hallway. You know, again, you're going to mask up forever. You're in a restaurant, you're going to mask up forever. But especially when you're alone with a robot, okay? Less than 1% of users get a serious infection called PID. If you have pelvic or stomach pain, or if Kylina comes out, talk to your healthcare professional. Kylina may attach to or go through the uterus. Pregnancy with Kylina is uncommon, but can be life-threatening and may cause loss of pregnancy or fertility. Ovarian cysts may occur, but usually disappear. Bleeding and spotting may increase in the first three to six months and remain irregular. Periods over time may become shorter, lighter, or may stop. Kylina does not protect against HIV or STDs. Ask your healthcare professional if Kylina makes sense for you. So again, birth control, 
now comes with a message of automation and masking up. And let's just throw it in there. If you take this, there's a chance that your fertility might be screwed for life. Just. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Edward Bernays. One day, Mr. George Hill, president of the American Tobacco Company, one of the largest, maybe the largest tobacco company extant at that time, called me in and said, we're losing half of our market. And I said, why, Mr. Hill? He said, there's a taboo of men, there's a taboo by men that does not permit women to smoke either in public or even at home. What can we do about breaking down that taboo? I said, have I your permission to see a psychoanalyst? He said, what did it cost? I said, let me ask. So I called up Dr. Brill, who was one of the great disciples of my uncle Sigmund Freud, one of the great disciples of my uncle, Sigmund Freud. And you notice, this also brings us into an age of psychological warfare. He wants a psychoanalyst. How do we hit at the very heart of the culture? Said, what did it cost, Dr. Brill, for me to have a little conference with you on a question uh, that is of importance to the people whom I'm working with, and he said $125, which at today's purchasing power would be about 20 times that, 20 times that. So I went to Dr. Brill and I asked him what cigarettes meant to women. And let me say in parenthesis that cigarettes at that time were not regarded as dangerous to your health because that had not been found out yet. In fact, they were regarded as symbols of manhood. Little boys smoked them to prove that they were older than they were. And they were regarded as symbols of importance in the society, giving pleasure and so on. So um, I went to Dr. Brill and asked him what cigarettes meant to women. And he answered very quickly, cigarettes are torches of freedom to women. They want to smoke to dramatize man's taboo against women by not permitting them to smoke. Torches of freedom going against the social mores of today, right? It's it's about freedom and empowerment. Smoking cigarettes is about freedom and empowerment. And that's why they want to smoke. And then he added as an afterthought, and they titillate the erogenous zones of the lips. Here I had my $125 worth of knowledge. What could I do with that information? I decided that there were two days of freedom in the United States. One 
was July 4th, political freedom, but that was no good because people were in the country using firecrackers to celebrate the day. They were permitted at that time. This was some 50 years ago. The other day was Freedom of the Spirit, Easter Sunday, and it occurred to me that any young debutante who was aware of the times and of herself as a woman being discriminated against would be delighted to walk in the Easter parade with her bow uh, to dramatize the idea that cigarettes were indeed torches of freedom to and to validate uh, and to invalidate the taboo against women smoking. So I called up a debutante friend of mine, asked her to get another friend and two young men whom they liked, and they, I also instructed them on how to give information about what they did to the newsreels, weekly newsreels, to the newspapers, to the three important press associations, the AP, the United Press, and International News Service. So I created an image. I gave the image talking points, and I had them engage with the media at the time. And to walk from 34th Street to 57th and back, it, and, back and forth, lighting torches of freedom to protest man's inhumanity to women by a taboo against smoking. Next morning, there wasn't a newspaper in the United States. Even the New York Times had a front page story, debutantes light torches of freedom to protest man's inhumanity uh, to women by a taboo against smoking. Look how proud he is too. And, and it's wash, rinse, repeat, wash, rinse, repeat, brainwash, rinse, repeat for this model that's constantly being utilized has been refined to a level that most of us cannot imagine. And then on top of that is coupled with massive censorship, real disinformation, real misinformation. Okay. And an era of mind control we have never seen on the planet, in my opinion, the creation of a post-truth world. This guy is essential to that, at the crux of it. Lighting cigarettes in their walk. The interesting thing to me was that within three days, the newspapers, without any intercession on my part, published accounts that women were smoking in Union Square in San Francisco, in Union Square in Denver, and on the Boston Commons. And to my surprise, within six weeks, on their own, without any intercession on my part, the League of Theaters, which had a ban on women smoking in the smoking rooms under the orchestras of every good theater in New York, lifted the ban and women were allowed to smoke. 
And the women could smoke. Yay, we did it. I did it with a couple of friends and the equivalent of two to five grand today and some psychoanalysts. Okay, it's the first hour. We got a ton of uh, news that we haven't hit, including brain chips to stop depression. All right, and the commercialization and runs of that. I want to let people know uh, that's probably what we're going to be leading with. We're going to play the Pfizer clip where things are said. Again, Borla looks so much like the Moderna guy. Probably start off with that just to point that out. We got Gates and the germ team. All right. Human spinal cord implants, uh, social credit scores. And so much more. I'm going to flag over to the producers uh, that we want to go over to the premium. I want to say thank you to Fadista uh, for the tip over at Rockfin, as well as Axel uh, for the tips over at Rockfin. Wouldn't be able to do it without all of your support. Rockfin, thank you for joining me. We're going to flip on out. YouTube, you know the deal. Thumbs up, subscribe, and share on the way out. And go to the Rumble. Come on. Let's start rumbling. I got that first sweet, sweet rumble deposit of $103, like, you know, a week and a half, two weeks ago. That paid for four whole months. I think we've been on there six. Let's make it at least an even deal over at the rumble. So um, YouTube, thank you so much. Twitter, you know the drill. You're, You're out. We're out. And of course, rumble also out. So we are officially uh, just waiting for the uh, text key and Hutch. And there it is. You may be listening for free over at the Podbean. um, And we do appreciate you over there as well. Let's get that RSSS feed out to the folks. Uh, Yet another great tool uh, to share with people in real time. We got to start taking more calls too. I, I, I don't do that enough. Uh, the call feature is over at the Podbean. I think we got to wait until we grow it to at least like a thousand downloads, and hopefully we are growing it every single day here. Okay, first brain implant to treat depression is revealed. It's not the first. We we covered this for over a year. Oh, see, see, these narratives are so full of shit. So full of shit, right here. A custom brain implant lifted a woman's severe depression. This article is last year, October 2021. Okay. October 2021. And really, I'm trying, you know, this is over a year now. It's like a year and a half old. We we've covered this. So whenever they tell you it's the first of something, first of all, behind the scenes already happening. Second of all, uh, there are many a hole in their story. Well, Elon Musk's Neuralink expects to begin human trials in six months. A neurotech company unveiled a device that treats depression and is now in the skull of the first patient. Inner Cosmos digital pill includes two parts, an electrode that sits under the skin of the scalp and the prescription pod that snaps onto the user's hair to power the device. You notice how um, there's that power problem, okay, that, that people haven't really discussed, but is is happening. And the external device does not need to be on the head when the uh, treatment is not being administered, okay? Uh, The implant sends an electrical pulse to the brain region affected by depression, the left uh, dorsal prefrontal cortex, once daily for 15 minutes. The trial patient 
from St. Louis, Missouri, is scheduled to test Intercosmos Innovation for one year, and the company has another human trial set to start next month. So basis of one person, all right? And notice it's very small. It's kind of in the same shape as Neuralink, et cetera. Impl implants to treat ailments of the brain are making waves in the industry as several companies are racing to get theirs to market first. Musk's Neuralink recently conducted a product demonstration that showed its chip in a monkey's brain. They've been showing that forever. Really what you needed to uh, check out was the fact that they were finally showing you it's sewing inside of a brain. Okay, uh, not a real one. They had, you know, some model there. Uh, he was promising you the world again and how this is going to change everything. It's the best thing since breakfast and everybody is just looking away and they seem the muskernuts, you know, he's the hero. Meanwhile, Synchron that's invested in by Gates, Bezos and others is also out there. And this is uh, the, the same agenda that Klaus Nutschwab and the gang openly want for you. The firm's Strentrode brain implant, that's Synchron, about the size of a paper clamp will be implanted in six New York and Pittsburgh patients with severe par paralysis. So depression and paralysis are the big ones, guys. Okay. They're the ones that they're selling you on. And a lot of this stuff, remember, is multiple devices. So when they had the Neuralink um, demonstration, they also showed you a pig that had a second chip that was stimulating uh, the nervous system in the spine. And they were showing you basically these electrodes uh, shocking the muscles into movement, something that's been done for years and years and years on the backside, okay? And I wanna show people this uh, human spinal cord implants for treating paralysis video, because this, this stuff isn't coming, it's here. And again, if it's gonna treat paralysis, okay. but under the guise of helping humanity, these people are actually hurting humanity because they want to use it not for empowerment, but enslavement in most cases. Uh, our technology uh, is based on uh, taking a small uh, tissue biopsy from the uh, stomach of the patient and separating the extracellular matrix and the cells from this uh, tissue, while the, the extracellular matrix, the biomaterial, is uh, processed into a personalized hydrogel, the cells are reprogrammed to become uh, uh, embryonic stem cell-like uh, cells. And then when we put the cells inside the hydrogel, we can mimic the embryonic uh, development of the spinal cord and develop uh, 3D neuronal networks uh, with the uh, motor neurons. So these hydrogels, okay, are the type of thing we've been showing you that were developed by the Defense Department, and this is Tel Aviv University, by the way, to be in a symbiotic relationship with your biology. All right, and the hydrogel patents were some of the things that people were talking about during the COVID-1984 nightmare in conjunction with Gates, where they spun it to the vaccine is full of microchips. No, that's not what people were discussing. They were talking about technologies like this and the very real internet of bodies that is being created before our very eyes based in Defense Department technology, which is what we started with. Moderna is the Defense Department. 
one product, and now they want to inject you all over with mRNA. The process of what we do is uh, we take from the patient itself uh, the omentum, which is the fatty tissue from the abdomen. We can separate the cells and the extracellular matrix. The cells are reprogrammed to become iPSCs, uh, stem cells, while the uh, extracellular matrix is processed uh, to become a hydrogel. Then we can mix between the two to create, to generate the, uh, the implants. We differentiate them into uh, spinal cord motor neuron uh, implants, and then we can implant that into uh, injured uh, spinal cord into the patient. We hope that the integration process of the, of the cells uh, of the implant will create functional connections with uh, motor neurons or sensory neurons in the spinal cord and will improve functional recovery of the patient. Again, this isn't science fiction anymore. This is out there. Okay, it's in the public arena. And th this is what I want to say. Constantly, the Bernaysian talking points of safe and effective and stop the spread and alone together all turn out to be total bullshit. So here is uh, the Pfizer guy who looks a lot like the Moderna guy. Okay, you look at these guys, right? You might have to play the Moderna stuff again. And this guy admitting that, yeah, we had no products and the only way, reason we're profiting is from the hate and lie shot. And now we want to inject your heart after you have a heart attack with more mRNA. That's our next deal. Awesome. Here, the Pfizer guy is telling you that if you had two shots, it offers um, barely any protection, if any, that it never offered you any kind of protection at all. All hate and lies. Just want to put that out there. And then he's selling you on boosters even after the first booster, okay? That's that's what's happening in real time. In real time, folks. So let, let's play this clip right here of the Pfizer guy telling you that the shots don't work after all the Bernaysian talking points and lies out there. Uh, and we know that um, the three, the two doses of the vaccine offer very limited protection, if any. If any. The three doses with a booster. They offer reasonable protection against hospitalization and deaths. And whatever reasonable is, is whatever we say. And of course, there's nothing here about transmission. We say hospitalization and death. But don't worry, we have more shots for you. Even after we tell, told you, total lies to get you to take the first couple. Uh, in, in against deaths, I think very good. Um, and less protection against uh, infection. Now, we are working on a on a new version of our vaccine, the 1.1. Let me put it that way. That uh, will cover Omicron as well. And uh, of course, uh, we are waiting to to have the final results. The vaccine will be ready in March. <laughs> you know, we're waiting on the final results. Doesn't really matter what the final results are. It'll be ready in March. And now we have ads everywhere that every two months you can take shots. These guys even have similar. I mean, take a look at Borla and the other guy. Similar last names, similar faces, similar accents. The one guy just has less hair. And then honestly, Borla, it looks like, you, you know, you might have some plugs. So so here he is. This is uh, Stefan Bansil, not Borla, all right, of Moderna, admitting 
and, and gleefully that the hate and lie shots allowed them to put another product out there, mRNA, that's for heart attacks. As you say, cardiology, we have now in a clinic a uh, super exciting program when we inject mRNA in people's heart after heart attack to grow back new blood vessels to help revascularize the heart. So it's a bit like science fiction medicine, but that's what is really exciting to me. But the, the other side of this is that right now, Moderna, though it has this pipeline, has one commercial product, and that's the spike vax. That's the actual COVID vaccination. So that's the irony of COVID is it really has in some ways allowed you to go and develop these other areas because of the revenues that came through the door. You're 100% right. You're 100% right. Now that we've injected people with the bioweapon that is going to cause massive heart damage, we have doubled down with the Defense Department to develop a drug we're telling people is good for your heart after the heart attack that is also mRNA. So we're going to make all sorts of money. And we are going to inject people with a multitude of different mRNA technologies and bioweapons. You're, you're, <laughs> okay. So I, I've got these uh, several clips of Gates. I played some of them, if not all of them, I think in, in segments by themselves. But I've got these three segments that I want to drill down. All right, we're how we're going to prevent the next pandemic and we're going to have a germ team. And then we're going to show you Gates actually admitting that natural immunity exists, never tested for it, never talk about it as a solution to the issue, never gave you a, a passport to do everything you could do pre-COVID if you had it. But he's sad it exists because he wants to shoot you up with more of the hate and lies and the bioweapons. OK, so uh, let, let's start here. If we're going to stop the next pandemic, everybody has to bend the knee, according to Bill, uh, you, Mr. Eugenicist, Mr. Good Guy Club, uh, Gates. The building you are sitting in is probably fitted with one of these, a smoke detector. Smoke detectors are a piece of an overall system to reduce the number of fires and make sure they don't cause lots of deaths and economic damage. So let's make sure that we show a small child and look, uh, if we're going to have a Dalmatian, can we get the, the cutest damn puppy we possibly can out there? Can we get a cute puppy with Bill Gates? I mean, we got to make him le look less like uh, a hyper supervillain out of a uh, movie. Can we get the cute puppy? We invest a lot in the fire department, fire hydrants, and regulations, and fire alarms. School children conduct fire drills, and firefighters train regularly. They even have mascots. They've got puppies. If you really look at all the things we've done to minimize fire damage, it's quite impressive. Not, not, not impressive, Bill. It's quite necessary. Fires happen every day. Fires can devastate. In an instance, fires really take lives in rapid fashion. That's why we have it. Not for your bogus scan scandemics, all right, that are launched via bioweapons releases, Bill. Sadly, one disaster that we haven't invested in is stopping pandemics making sure they don't cause the deaths and economic damage we faced with COVID. No, 
you caused the economic damage with all the policies that you said we didn't have a say in or a choice in, right? Because you're an authoritarian. You think you know best. And really, you're just laughing at the rest of us who you look down on and look out as less than the bugs you want us to eat. That's the reality. We got puppies. A they shut down the economy. Like a fire that starts in one building. And within weeks, it's not only burning in an entire city, it's burning in every country of the world. Bullshit again. It's not really how they work, guys. Because even when they launch their little bioweapons program, eventually the lethality dissipates. That's why they had to incorporate pneumonia. They had to tell you the flu was gone. They had to stop you from using hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, the monoclonal antibodies. They had to rig you up to a ventilator. They had to redefine vaccination. Then they had to continually redefine what fully vaccinated meant so they could put out bogus numbers, bogus numbers and Bernaysian talking points while they commit genocide and act as the savior of humanity. So to prevent pandemics, we need the equivalent of a global fire department. Just as we need smoke detectors, we need health workers around the world on the lookout for disease outbreaks. And just like we have firefighters, we need a team whose full-time job is to prevent pandemics, raising the alarm when outbreaks emerge, helping contain them, and working on new tools, diagnostics, treatments, and vaccines. Creating this organization will not- Boy, they just cannot wait to shoot you up. Shoot them up, shoot them up. Easy, but I'm convinced it will make the world a lot safer. You can learn more about it in my new book, How to Prevent the Next Pandemic. When he tells you, he's being honest at the end, it's going to make the world a lot safer for people like me because we have plan, plan on killing a lot of people. And the less people that can fight back, the better. The more people that accept the modes of control that go with our hate and lie shots, all right, the easier we can surveil and control them. So he's telling you the truth at the very end. Going to make it safer for me by killing a lot of people. If we make the right investments, we won't need to live in fear of another COVID. We can build a health system that is ready to stop outbreaks before they go global. Here's how it should work. Epidemiologists will detect suspicious clusters of a disease. That suspicious clusters of a disease. I mean, Bill Gates, again, he's going to tell you that he is your pappy. We need this new global force that's going to look after all of us because they love us so much. And we're going to stop the next pandemic, but not really because another pandemic's coming. It could cause a pandemic. A global team of 3,000 disease experts managed by the WHO. Oh, so it's really a front for globalism, global governance, health for peace, peace for health, carbon regulations. That's where they're at. That's what the World Health Organization is. That and pushing a trans gender ideology on people that's really a transhuman one. That's the new movement. All the germ team will track the disease and share data and recommendations with governments. 
Governments and pharmaceutical companies will work together to use factories all over the world to get unprecedented scale of diagnostics and vaccines very quickly. Yeah, well, we're going to shoot you in the arm and scale up with the government and their defense contractors like Tesla, right, via CureVac. And by the way, um, they're uh, reporting that Elon Musk wanted to go over this today. Uh, has said new world record after he's uh, lost over 135 billion from his wealth. I want to remind everybody not to cry for Mr. Musk, okay? Not not to worry too much about the musker nuts because he made a lot of money during the COVID-1984 n- nightmare. He made a lot of he increased his wealth 600%. He can lose the 135 billion because they made the molecular printers to scale up what? The hate and lie shots. At 300 million, that was just a grant. That was the beginning. They always show you so, so much less than they actually give these people. You understand? That what's actually what going on. German biotech firm CureVac said on Friday, it had won nearly 300 million in government funding to speed up the work on the prototype COVID-19 vaccine and build capacity to produce it at scale. Gates is telling you, we're going to get it to scale. So again, it seems like the muskernuts and Bill have a lot of the same agendas, even if they're saying different things. Let's grow up. We'll have an agreed protocol. And we'll understand how to share the results globally. Countries and the WHO will work and the best way to allocate these tools and to make sure that we have the logistics and delivery to get them to everyone who needs them. The key to be ready for a potential pandemic is to practice. And so this germ team will work with each country to do germ games. Yay, we're going to have constant war games. Those never go awry. There weren't war games on the lead up and on the day of 9-11 that mirrored the attacks that may have allowed them to happen and facilitated them. Oh, wait, there were. There weren't war games going on during the 7-7 bombings that nobody talks about. Oh, wait, there were. Where you see, are you ready? Could you get the diagnostics out? So we're ready to go when we see the outbreak. Diseases are always going to spread among humans but they don't have to become pandemics. You can read more about this in my new book, How to Prevent the Next Pandemic. That we're definitely absolutely going to have and going to need a germ team for, right, Bill? Look at it. Right, Bill? Amazingly, today, we do not have a large global organization dedicated to preventing pandemics. There are some part-time efforts. The WHO helps the world with lots of health issues, but it hasn't been given the resources to have this dedicated team. We need to create this group with full-time paid experts who are constantly tracking disease outbreaks. I call this the Global Epidemic Response and Mobilization Team. And so the acronym is GERM. The, germ- <laughs> the acronym is GERM. Look how smart I am. <laughs> team will actively monitor potential health threats all over the world. Data scientists would see where there are clusters oh. of suspicious cases. 
Epidemiologists would monitor reports from national governments to identify anything that could be an outbreak. We'll have disease modelers gathering the data to do accurate projections. Product development experts will work with governments and companies. We need more work on diagnostics, therapeutics, and vaccines that we can scale up with very short notice. They had therapeutics that were cheap, abundant, and effective that they didn't allow you to use, that they utilize psychological warfare and the levers of government and the media to what? Dissuade you from using them, demonize you from using them. And then through lawfare, they went after doctors that were trying to save lives. They didn't want you to have simple things like budesonide, a cheap, generic inhaled steroid. These people are liars. They're not here to help at all, not even a little bit. And we'll have policy experts making sure that every country has the right approach. The team will need the, the right approach to slavery, to authoritarianism, policy experts. Let's empower globalism. I mean, this guy is, is literally standing in front of this like dystopian set dictating to you how we're going to do this, okay? And, and showing you puppy dogs. I didn't even, I don't think I even break, there's a ton of these. I didn't even break out the one where they got like little figurines that look like the firefighters. Need to regularly organize outbreak simulations, germ games that test the global response system and finds the weak spots. We do that for war, we do that for fire, we do that for earthquakes, and now we need to make sure we do it for pandemics. This team would keep their skills fresh. To help. You know, I, I, I keep saying it, seeing him go like this. Like he's going, he's, yeah, and everything's A-OK. -okay. Now, I do that. I pointed out I'm a white supremacist. I'm a, I'm a MAGA hat wearing Donnie Trump, Nazi loving dude. No, no. He's telling you everything's OK. We're doing everything OK. Everything's good, good, good. All right. And we're going to have all these pandemics now that we never had. Get rid of polio, get rid of malaria, get rid of measles. They never done that. They never. In fact, it was Gates vaccine, his oral vaccine that caused an outbreak in the Sudan and other parts of African nations, including the Congo. OK, never discussed, never discussed. But most people think polio has been eradicated. That's nonsense and other infectious diseases. So they'll have immense value even in the years where we don't have a pandemic threat. I oh, oh, in, in, oh, even in the years there is no pandemic threat, they're gonna be great? Really? Wow, thanks, Bill. I think it's a critical step to build this germ team, making sure we're ready for the next pandemic. Oh, thanks so much. This is a, I like corn, I'm gonna be your farmer. All right, and here he is. He tells you all you need to know right here. To, to kick off, actually, and get a bit of a scene center from Mr. Gates, because this is, I know, a topic that you've spoken on again and again. You were ahead of the curve prior to the beginning of this pandemic. Where would you assess where we are today in beating COVID-19? 
Well, the, uh, you know, sadly. You know, sadly. The virus itself, particularly the, the variant called Omicron. Any of them. Now, again, this is just a talking point that he realizes he has to throw in there in his caveat of the fact that natural immunity exists. Uh, is a type of vaccine, that is it creates both B cell and T cell immunity. And it's done a better job of getting out to the world population uh, than we have with vaccines. Isn't that hilarious to these people? Yeah, our bioweapon infected a whole bunch of people and it actually did create a natural immunity, one that we don't talk about in the media today. Instead, we talk about hate and lie shots that our defense department run. We want to inject you with every two months so we can inject you with more hate and lie shots developed by the defense department to curb things like heart attacks that are occurring because of our hate and lie shots. Can't say that. Okay. And you know, it, it's sad. It's sad that everybody doesn't want to just inject themselves with the bioweapons. If you do uh, serosurveys surveys in African countries, you get well over 80% of people uh, have been exposed either to the vaccine or uh, to various variants. And so, you know, what that does is it means the chance of severe disease, which is mainly associated with being elderly and uh, having obesity or diabetes. Oh, so now, you know, again, you know, even though we want your children and your babies to take it, uh, we are going to admit that really um, hospitalizations, death are only with the very, very vulnerable. We're never actually going to promote not only natural immunity, but health right? Vitamin C, vitamin D. That's not, we're not doing that, but we've got the other tricks up our sleeve. Don't worry. Those risks are now dramatically reduced because of that uh, infection exposure. And, you know, it's sad. We didn't do a great job on therapeutics, you know, only here. I mean, again, he's telling you how sad he is that he didn't get to hurt more people. Didn't do a great job on therapeutics. No, you wouldn't allow the ones that were off uh, patent that were, again, cheap and effective to even be used. You had to lie and say this thing was novel and there were no treatments for your bioweapon. Two years in, do we have a, a good therapeutic uh, vaccines? It took us two years to be in oversupply. Today, there are more vaccines than there's demand for vaccines. Uh, and, you know, that wasn't true. And Next time we should try and make it, instead of two years, we should make it more like six months, uh, which certainly, uh, you know, some of the standardized platform approaches, including mRNA, would allow us to do that. So again, we, you know, we got the Defense Department on our side. We're planning for more pandemics. I can't wait to inject more people. It's sad more people didn't take the hate and lies. This is out of their own mouth, folks. I mean, this is the this is the dude. This guy's a real player behind the scenes. He's not just a mouthpiece for him. You know, he he's an upper echelon social climber who's got more than a seat at the table. Let's let's just get that right out of the way. All right, I want to hit some of these news stories that I have not hit. Um, Adventures with Purpose founder Jared Lasik arrested in Utah for child rape after assaulting female relative aged nine twice in family home. This is a crime that allegedly happened all the way back in 1992 
All right. And you, you look at this and the reason that I, I highlight these uh, things because look, a lot of monsters out there, a lot of monsters that have not been caught. I don't believe that a guy like this that does something in the 90s to a child stops doing them. Okay. I don't believe that. So what has this person been up to for the last almost 30 plus years? Right. Um, well, apparently they're starting charities. Okay. Oregon based uh, Adventures with Purpose uh, was founded in 2019 and has helped solve at least 23 missing persons cases and discover teenager Kylie Rodney's body in a car on Proser Lake, California last summer. So, you know, you, you start something like that. And then you look, and this guy's got a much deeper, darker past, okay? In an email exchange with the alleged victim during which he blamed his family's history on fringe Mormonism, Lysik is said to have written, I am so very sorry for the things that we cannot change. It is unfortunate that the Lysik and uh, Zuha's lineage experienced the uh, shit that you, I, and many other cousins were brought into. He continued making reference to his and another larger family unit. Like yourself, I was once a victim by multiple people, both in and out of the family. It is unfortunate when families like ours experience molestation. And, and honestly, um, a lot of people that do this, it's a cycle and they are molested as kids. And one of the things that struck me about the case was uh, the Mormon angle and us covering that satanic ritual abuse case out of Utah and how you had people that had been elevated in society and in politics and in law in Utah that were uh, alleged to be part of those rings. And then you had the work that Derek had presented on, um, I think it's, uh, Richard B. Hinckley is his name. I, I probably I might be getting the name wrong, uh, but the gentleman who headed up the uh, Mormon Church for a very long time, and there was this explosive video that showed that he was into all sorts of nefarious things, including call boys, allegedly, allegedly. Uh, exclusive. This is the tip of the iceberg. Top Republicans demand answers on why the discovery of Biden's classified documents was kept secret until after the midterm. It's pretty obvious, right? Narrative control is here. Censorship is here. We've had all sorts of in your face hypocrisies regarding the Justice Department, but that's what it was set up for. It was always set up to protect the establishment line and the higher level gangsters always okay 9-11 was the straw that broke the camel's back for me okay so you want these investigations and i saw schiff and all these other people talking about it tin foil hat conspiracy hat committees and they're trying to protect the cia and the intel community fbi and you're here in russia 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 all that bullshit the these quote unquote Republicans, Massey and others need to go back to at least 9-11, at least 9-11, because these ties have grown stronger. Yes, that narrative control has always been around, period. That's the reality, okay? 
Did the Vatican cover up the kidnap and torture of this girl by the mafia because she'd been sexually abused by a friend of the Pope? How a new Netflix documentary spurred the church in Rome to re-examping a haunting case. It's called Vatican Girl, and uh, it's about 15-year-old Emanuela Orlandi. All right? Um, Look, we talked about the church especially when Ratzinger left, the ex-Nazi youth, left this planet, if you will. Uh, I'm not a big fan of organized religion at this level that is acting in many cases as a cartel and has been proven time and time again to be a vehicle for the molestation of children. And when I say a vehicle for the molestation of children, you have um, these people that are claiming to be men of the Lord, uh, claiming that they have some kind of a uh, morality that is, in most cases, higher than yours. They work directly for God. And then they do the most evil and abhorrent things to a child. Doesn't get more dis- disgusting or disturbing than that. They're not the only ones. When they're caught, they're sent somewhere else, and they're protected by others that may not partake in that, type of behavior, but certainly are aware of it and should be dutifully uh, encouraged. I mean, especially on behalf of God to expose it and go after those people that would dare harm a child. And that's not what you see. No, you see the institutionalized protection of those people. That's what you see. Talk about high level gangsterism. Lawsuit accuses former Barclays J.P. Morgan executive of being part of the Jeffrey Epstein sex ring, who they said uh, he had a profound relationship or a friendship with the uh, with and exchanged 1,200 emails from his work account. This is Jess Staley, 66, accused of having that profound friendship. Between 2008 and 2012, so after the Miami uh, Beach conviction, by the way, Staley exchanged approximately 1,200 emails with Epstein from his J.P. Morgan email account, the amendment alleges. During that time, the bank serviced approximately 55 Epstein-related accounts, collectively worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Staley uh, had quit Barclays in November of 2021 after the bank's board said it was disappointed with the outcome of a report into his links to convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein. These communications show a close personal relationship and profound friendship between the two men and even suggest that Staley may have been involved in Epstein's sex trafficking operation. Uh, The amendment continues. So I'm going to say it again. Forget about the quote unquote client list. That's stupid. It's a meme. It's not real. They got videos. They got pictures. They got files of a ton of people that are part of this ring. Forget about a list. Yeah, they got flight logs too. All right. But then you have interactions that have been digitally recorded like this one that show the trail. The FBI damn well knows what Jess Staley was up to with Epstein. I promise you. They. The FBI and the CIA are well aware of what's going down with J.P. Morgan. In fact, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but let's do it. It was J.P. Morgan 
the one that was the drug dealing boat that everybody's like, oops, that was connected to this rich family. Let's see. JP Morgan boat drugs. Yep, sure is. Sure is. 2019 cargo ship owned by JP Morgan seized by US with 20 tons of cocaine. Nothing to see here. JP Morgan isn't the droid that you're looking for. This is the these are the levels of corruption we see that are out in the open, that are playing out in front of us. All right, but they'll give you the meme of the list. There's a list. Come on. Mystery as ISIS Beetle vanishes from U.S. custody. Jihadi George Alexander Kochi, sentenced to life for torture and murder of Western hostages, is no longer in prison. Weird. Sparking confusion and fury from victims' family. My question is, what isn't clear to me is, is this uh, ISIS Beetle somehow connected to our intelligence networks or knew something that he didn't, he shouldn't have known, and um, let's just say isn't around anymore. Like for, for the guy to simply vanish, it's one of two things, okay? It's one of two things. One, he threatened to talk about what he knew and he go bye-bye. Okay, he go bye bye, bye bye. Okay, they didn't know exactly what to do with him, or he's back out on assignment. That's it. And maybe he blackmailed his way out there because he had some kind of a uh, uh, setup where he could have put something else out there. And he said, "I just want to keep working. I like this job." Okay, ISIS, Al Qaeda, they are extensions of the military industrial complex, whether or not the low level fighters and the jihadis know they're a part of that. That's what the deal is. Okay. So when I saw this, it probably, I probably need to do a little bit more digging. We might do a whole video on it. I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'll do a bonus video on it, but jihadi George just disappeared. Poof. It's like a magic. He's David Blaine. Few more stories before we wrap up the second hour here over at redvoicemedia.com. I didn't really understand what was going on when all of a sudden there was this media push that Velma from Scooby-Doo is a lesbian. I was like, okay, here we go. Here comes the rebranding. You know, you had like the Superboy comics where they were trying to turn that Superboy's gay. Now everybody's gay. They, they, this is going to be a series on HBO Max. It's adult themed. What? And but it's still animated. Uh, I just, you know, they, they now. I mean, it checks every ridiculous box. Okay. First of all, it looks like Shaggy's now black. Is that is that also true? Like, is that what I'm seeing there? That Shaggy's now black. But you, you and I'm sure that they're going to make. Um, the blonde guy there, the leader of the pack, a real prick, because he's like the 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 rich white uh, privileged guy. You know, everybody used to be white, whatever, and used to have the hippie shaggy, but now it's black guy shaggy, it's woman of color lesbian Velma, and Velma is the driving force in the cartoon. Hell, let's let's watch it together. Let's do it. Let's let's watch it. I haven't watched it yet. Let's let's see what we got. 
My name is Velma Dinkley, and I've decided to finally share the bone-chilling event that drove me to assemble the greatest team of spooky mystery solvers ever. This is my story told my way. Ah! She has no brain! Oh, I'm not dissing her. She has no brain! And it starts with a murder. When I see something, I wish if I can't convince people I didn't kill Brenda, I'm going to be arrested. I know, but I also know how to find out who did kill Brenda. I think it has something to do with drugs, which I hate. Hey, Fred. Do I know you? It's Velma from school. I have a disease where I can't recognize people who aren't hot. Is it called rudeness? I have an illness! Hey, Daphne. I need a favor. Why would I do that? We're not friends anymore. We're nemesis. Nemeses. And that's why. Did they just sneak two dudes in a hallway making out with one another? Anymore. We're nemesis. Nemeses. And that's why. Yeah. Yeah, they did. I wish it was YouTube uh, pause worthy. I guess you can't do it anyway. But yeah, just two dudes in the hallway making out in the in the commercial for it. It's Maybe it's one of those doors where you push in a brick and it opens. I have a plan. I love danger. You might have more success with this if you went in just a little less judgy. Okay, Daphne, I'm the brains of this operation. You're just the look, style, and effortless charm. We do make a good team, don't we? In this day and age, you can't speculate about someone's sexuality unless they're famous or peppermint patty. So Norville, Sam Richardson is Norville. Uh, so there's no Scooby-Doo and Shaggy? But there are lesbian relationships and dudes making the out the hallway. Still a bit muddy. muddy? Oh, sorry I'm not a drunk on the verge of losing custody like every other woman solving murders these days. Uh, I mean, I, I'm kind of at a loss. Talk, yeah. They, they butchered my childhood in so many ways. You know, from the Sesame Street stuff that we covered yesterday to the Scooby-Doo stuff. Are they going to take the Flintstones and the Jetsons next? Probably. Probably. We already talked about El Musker Nuts, El Musker Do. UFC fans go berserk as Octagon superstar Conor McGregor appears to get busted liking a very raunchy social media post. Look, McGregor's a total scumbag. Like I said, the evidence is out there. I got a full thread. I'm going to just hit up a few things here because we're at the end of the broadcast. But, uh, you know, aside from the fact that he clearly cheats on his wife, you know, after that Cerrone fight, he was in bed with some woman who decided to make a social video, a social media video while he was passed out in the bed, literally saying, look, Ma, we made it. Look, Ma, we made it. Slept with a... Vicious rapist, allegedly. Allegedly. Okay. And in this one, I got to tell you, you know, and then he had the, like, whether it was his, you know, not wife D or whatever, you know, giving him oral sex on the boat, had to post that on social media. Apparently he gave a like to this one, which you guessed it is exactly what you think. 
this guy, yeah, it's not just he's giving you the O face for a reason. And uh, from what I see, he's alone. But instead, we see all the PR for McGregor. Oh, he's coming back. He's going to bust people up. Guy hasn't won in forever. And, and here you go. I mean, at the end of the day, there is no doubt that this young lady suffered a horrendous ordeal. The examinations and all, not some, all the evidence shows that she was raped and very badly assaulted in that penthouse suite, just beat up and raped. And we're talking about CCTV footage and we're talking about eyewitness accounts and we're talking about other cases. And we're talking about how we can barely even talk about Dana White and the slap because Disney has already protected what appears to be a violent serial rapist. And when they had the uh, contract with Reebok, okay, yeah, we're going to show more replies. When they had the contract with Reebok, it was okay to uh, show this person as what? As some kind of a superstar. Oh, we have a tweet from a suspended account. Look at that. Who's that? Where, where's, where's the Reebok commercial? Here it is. Uh, let's see. I did a whole video on, on it right here, but I want, I want to just show the, I don't want to show the whole YouTube video, but maybe we will, I guess, I guess not. We won't show the whole YouTube video. He, he's a superhero. We'll play the superhero video. He's, he's on t-shirts or wait, where is the damn train video? I don't have it in this one. I mean, this one, I break it down. They had Right, right afterwards, the PR team was in full effect. Oh, he's in a purple suit with his son. He's donating toys. Who cares if he's a brutal, vicious, violent serial rapist? I, I, can I not find the Conor McGregor tr toy train commercial? Like, uh, apparently, it's not in my thread anymore. Let's let's see. Is it right here? No. No, and, and so many fanboys came out and said, Jason, go go read, you know what? Go read this thread. Go find it. Just type in Burmis McGregor rape. You can watch this video too, but I lay it down. I mean, the, the amount of evidence that's out there that has been totally obfuscated and obscured should, should, should let you know all you need to about Disney, about ESPN, about the nature of reality, about Ari Emanuel, about WME Entertainment. Okay. And how this is just, again, a microcosm for how politics and the government actually work, okay? Because, again, this is just billions of dollars. Can you imagine when you're talking about trillions of dollars in warfare? Hmm? Can you? All right, folks, I'm a documentary filmmaker. Loose Change, Final Cut, Fabled Enemies, Invisible Empire, A New World, Order to Find, and Shade the Motion Picture are free right here, right now on a multitude of platforms. If you're at Red Voice Media, they've got them uploaded over there. If you're watching this, on the replay. You can find them just about anywhere else. We don't charge for them. We appreciate your support. If you want to donate after the fact, all the links are down below. We appreciate that as well. We've wrapped up yet another week of Reality Rants with Jason Burmis, Monday through Thursday, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Time. I got a root canal today. Not loving it, but afterwards, I'm supposed to be this evening on with uh, some of the heavy hitters, the greats out there in the alternative media. Ryan Christian of TheLastAmericanVagabond.com, Derek Bros of The Conscious Resistance, and of course, the man, the myth, the legend, James Corbett of The Corbett Report, as well as a pre-record from everybody, uh, everybody's favorite Epstein investigator, 
Whitney Webb. It should be a banger. Hopefully, I'm not going to be too banged up after the dentist today. I absolutely love you guys. It is not about left or right. It is always about right and wrong. And let us join together right now to become the great resistance to this very real great reset agenda. See you on the flip.